Hello again, Parish High School students. This is episode two of our prayer practices for high schoolers, and today we're going to run through fasting as a spiritual practice. Again, a lot of what we're pulling from here is from a book called The Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. If you would like a copy, let me know, and we'd be happy to get one for you. And so we'll start by exploring some of the information in the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook, and then jumping into a prayer practice on fasting. It's a three-part practice, and it's one that we've practiced together at our gatherings, if you've been able to join us. And then we'll jump into a conversation that Jordan Warner and I had together, and I got to ask him some really neat questions about fasting and, and gain some insight from him. So uh, thank you for joining. And without further ado, I'm going to jump into some information from the book. We'll start here with the definition of fasting. So a fast is the self-denial of normal necessities in order to intentionally attend to God in prayer. We bring our attachments and cravings to the surface and it opens a place for prayer. This physical awareness of emptiness is the reminder to turn to Jesus, who alone can satisfy. Our desire, whenever we engage with fasting, is to let go of an appetite in order to seek God on matters of deep concern for other, myself, and or the world. Two scriptures we're going to pull from here. Uh, One is from Matthew 6, 16-18, and it goes like this. When you fast... Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. The other commonly referred to scripture on fasting is from Isaiah. It's Isaiah 58, 6-7. And it goes like this. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke? To set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? We're talking about fasting this month because we're in a season of Lent leading up to Easter. So typically, whenever there is a feast on the church calendar, it is preceded by a fast. We fast and then we feast. And so with that in mind, I've got a couple pieces I underlined here from the book that I wanted to get to. So there are some guidelines in the book on fasting, which I think are really neat, and it gives context to this self-denial piece, which can be tricky at times. Jordan and I jump into this a little bit at the end, uh, but it's it's not solely for the purpose of self-denial. So one of the things I have underlined here is that we listen for a nudging from God to fast. When Jesus was baptized, he was led into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. And so we kind of... Uh, are tempted to, or I am tempted to, skip over this led into the wilderness piece where we are drawn to this self-denial. It is not something that is put on us. Uh, It is something that, when experienced in my life well, seems to be a light invitation into self-denial that makes space for the presence of God and the awareness of the presence of God that's not 
typically heightened in my day-to-day life. So um, I just think it's really important to note that we are led to fasting. And so this prayer practice we're going to do here is kind of an uh, asking of God where we can meet him in this season of fasting and, and how God would like to invite us or lead us into this Lent season and through this Lent season as we approach a season of feasting, which is Easter. So at this point, let's transition to the practice itself. So this practice has three parts, three questions. I'm going to read a question and then leave some silence here on the podcast. If you feel led, I invite you to pause the podcast during these moments of silence and extend them to whatever length feels most comfortable and right for you. I think over time we can engage with longer periods of silence in our prayer practices, but it is something that you are invited into. It is not something that you must do. So I invite you, as you see fit, to pray as you can, to sit in silence as you can. And I'll begin by just having us become still and aware of our breath. Our in-breath and our out-breath and the rhythmic nature of our breathing. This filling up and emptying. And our first question is, what are you too full with? What is it that you are too full with? I invite you to take this question to God and sit with it for a moment and see what arises. So what is it that you are too full with? And for the second question here, I'm going to ask, what are you hungry for? What is it that you are hungry for? And again, just take this question to God. Feel free to pause the podcast until something arises and make a note somewhere. Do you have your phone or a notebook, pen and paper nearby? Just make a note of what it is that arises as you sit with this question. What are you hungry for? And our last question for this practice is where is Jesus inviting you to meet with him during this season? You may or may not be listening to this during an actual season of Lent leading up to Easter. If you are, then where is Jesus inviting you to meet with him during this season of Lent? And if this is outside of Lent, uh, just contextualize that with the season you are in. Where is Jesus inviting you to meet with him 
Amen. And I'm going to close out this practice by reading a collect from uh, lectionarypage.net. This is the collect from Wednesday in the third week of Lent, and it reads, Give ear to our prayers, O Lord, and direct the way of your servants in safety under your protection, that amid all the changes of our earthly pilgrimage, we may be guarded by your mighty aid. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And now you can jump into the conversation that Jordan Warner and I had on fasting. Hey, Jordan. So we just did this practice on fasting, which is funny to do. It's more of a prayer practice on the concept of fasting or participating or or asking Jesus where we can meet him or where he will meet us. A lot of times I'm not sure which of those directions is uh, the one that's happening, but where we, where we're seeking Jesus in this season of Lent. So fasting is very common for the season of Lent. I stole those questions from you. They were questions that you uh, invited people to participate with, to engage in at the Ash Wednesday service you didn't call it a service though what was the the ash wednesday station the gathering gathering. oh yeah the prayer stations the prayer stations yes okay so uh these were questions you asked so the first question i kind of have for you here on the back end of this podcast is where'd the questions come from and and what do they mean to you Mm. yeah uh well first of all hi evan um (laughs) yeah those questions came from uh, an Ash Wednesday gathering that we did two years ago in the middle of the pandemic. And we couldn't do a big service because the pandemic was going on. So we did these prayer stations instead. And we tried to just develop various ways of leaning into things that show up in this season of Lent around confession and remembering our limitations in life. And then, you know, obviously like fasting feels like something that is maybe at the heart of Lent. But at the same time, I feel like you know, fasting so easily can get reduced to, are you giving up chocolate or TV for Lent? You know, and and sometimes we bypass the deeper motivation of why we would do any of that in the first place. So I think as we were crafting these questions, the goal was to try to get at what is the deeper hunger? And maybe where do I not notice the deeper hunger? Because I just fill myself up with uh, quote unquote junk food, as it were, in various areas of life. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in a church setting where fasting or Lent itself, uh, fasting was talked about, but Lent wasn't necessarily engaged with. And so I viewed fasting in the season of Lent uh, kind of similar to what you're talking about, like this thing where you're not supposed to do things. And what we talked about in our last high school gathering was this invitation, this like Jesus, this idea that Jesus was... uh, sent to the wilderness or drawn to the wilderness for 40 days. It wasn't something that he felt as though he had to give up in the sense that we feel like we have to give up chocolate. There was something inside of him drawing him to this exercise of, of fasting. So what are your thoughts on that? Do we, are we drawn to something and is it okay if we're not drawn to give up something Mm -hmm. for the season as well? Yeah. Yeah. I really like that distinction of, you know, Jesus being led into the wilderness, so to speak, uh, by God. 
And therefore, this was not something he did to check a box of, you know, look at this righteous, holy prayer thing that I'm doing, but instead was like something that was coming out of the inside of him as a way of trying to respond and be obedient to what the invitation uh, that was coming to him was. And so, yeah, I, I do think that that is a healthy starting place for talking about things like this. Your question of, well, what if that's not coming up in me? Uh, gosh, uh, I think, first of all, that's normal in certain seasons of life. Uh, sometimes the invitation is just to to hold steady. And in fact, I, I often wonder if the default position with things like this is moderation. And, and I don't just mean food, like I, I'm not meaning to boil this down to food, but moderation in like all of these various ways, all the things that are good and can become disordered when they come out of place. And so thinking about things like technology, thinking about things like even relationships or, uh, and so it's like in general, uh, we sit in this default posture of moderation, but then there are specific times where it's like, I'm called into feasting. I'm called into like extravagant celebration. The moment calls for me to sit around a table with good friends or to uh, whatever, whatever the case may be, really rest for a, extra week at a time, like something that feels extravagant under normal circumstances. And then there are on the other side, times where it feels like we're called to a form of letting go, going without detachment. Um, and sometimes that is really practically and simply like, I'm just going to not do this thing for a while because I'm noticing that it's not healthy for me or as healthy as I want it to be. Or it just has taken up some some time and I can shift my focus to other places by letting go of this for a, a season of time. I was going to ask going on self-denial. So this quote from Spiritual Disciplines Handbook, through self-denial, we begin to recognize what controls us. And the question then being like, is there something controlling all of us that we need to be aware of? I want to make sure this is not getting too heady. So help me think through this, like a question that would go along with self-denial and, and what's controlling us. I mean, I wonder if part of it is just noticing addiction. Like, and, and honestly, what comes to mind the most is technology, but just, just the consuming need to do something and, and how we don't even notice that until we go without it. You know, like I've been trying this week to not look at my email except for at certain windows of the day. And I keep spontaneously clicking on my email. It's like, I don't even want to see my email. The last thing I want is another email. And it's like totally happening over and over. And thankfully this software is like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but it's just eye-opening how we default to certain behaviors, even when it's not even what we desire or we know is best for us. Yeah, nailed it. There's a an app called ClearSpace that just came out fairly recently. Are you familiar? No. It is an app for your phone uh, that puts a 10-second a breathing exercise in between you and whatever you engage with on social media. So you mm. actually can't see <laughs> anything on social media until it does this breathe in, breathe out, and then like a word of encouragement, and then it leads you into it. So 
I will That's look great. that up and make yeah. sure that it is like really good to recommend. But I think for high schoolers that like, what a good time yeah. practicing this self-awareness. And uh, one of the things I like about that in particular, because so that would be like in the realm of self-denial, which would be like this delay between what I want, the desire, and then the 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 getting of that thing. It's like there's this yeah exists. I'm, I might call it a threshold or something like that that exists between the desire shocker <laughs> that, that that exists between the desire and then the uh satiation or fulfillment of that desire and that's yeah. yeah yeah can teach us a lot so as we as we go throughout our our days weeks from here maybe just look for ways to add that space in i think that's what fasting is is it's that uh that space between a desire and and the fulfillment of that desire is that is that accurate I've never said that before. So this is just coming like off the yeah. top. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, fasting is a form of delaying yes. what I immediately otherwise want to receive. That makes a lot of sense to me um, because it's not as if to say, I'm never going to engage this thing. It's different than repentance in that way where something might be deeply, fundamentally unhealthy. Mm. Instead, this is like, oh, this might be a good thing in its, in its rightful place. And yet- uh, I'm putting a buffer between it and me for a season and for a purpose. Okay. So as we wrap up this episode, do you have any other thoughts on fasting uh, that we want to leave the high schoolers with? I don't think so. Uh, I think the invitation is simply to self-awareness and to noticing the thing that uh, is maybe less helpful than it would be otherwise. And so I need some space from it. Hmm. That's really good. What I like about this ending is it feels very light. Fasting whenever I was in high school or even into my adulthood felt very heavy. Like there, there was a heaviness to it. And there is there can be a heaviness to it. I don't think that's always a bad thing if the heaviness is there. But what we're talking about today is this invitation or this drawing into the wilderness to create a space between our desires and the fulfillment of those desires. And in that space, I believe uh, God meets us there beautifully. Alrighty, that concludes our episode on fasting. If you are a parish high schooler, we look forward to seeing you at our next gathering. We meet every other week at my home. Grace is my wife at our home. And uh, we likely will see you on Sunday mornings as well. If you are not a parish high schooler and for some reason you are listening to this thing wondering, what is the parish? You can learn more about our community at parish.community. That is the website. It is parish.community. Thanks for listening and we will see you next month with our next practice.